Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, would you like to count us down? A five, a four, a three, two. Rather with a whole intro to the, the song. Is that song that? The Lords of Salem. Wow. Oh, did you think it was the song from the movie? <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize it. No. How well versed are you in the discography of Rob Zombie? I know like a few songs here and there. It's not for everybody. Any song, any song that's used for something or named after a movie by now. Because the Lords of Salem came out like seven Minus years the after, after the <laughs> song. All right. Welcome to episode 36 of Attempted Topics. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Steven. The, the, the delay. Um, <laughs> we are kicking off our um, month of horror, even though, like, 70% of our episodes are horror anyway, but we're kicking off our month of horror with uh, the uh, underrated, if you will, um, Rob Zombie film, The Lords of Salem, which uh, I personally think it was his last uh, his last good movie, and um, we, we failed him by letting it flop. It's underrated, and it's very dark. Yes. Um, before we start... Um, I thought it was fitting for this uh, this episode that um, I got a package in the mail yesterday Ooh. of, of a um, mysterious vinyl, and uh, it was uh, from an obscure band, and uh, they asked me to uh, play the song on the podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um we were talking about the Lords of Salem today. Uh you didn't even let Carlos sing, just like the band themselves. <laughs> we already <laughs> played a song. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the outro song. <laughs> um, well, you could play the um, the record from the movie. Yeah, I could. Um, I think that is on the, the soundtrack, actually. I think it's called The Lord's Theme or something like that. Um, With the choppy instruments. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, um, The Lords of Salem was released in 2013, 
and it was um very like under the radar horror film because uh, Rob Zombie came out with this this was his first film since Halloween 2 mm-hmm. and obviously that movie was uh, not received well um so mm-hmm. i think after Halloween 2 studios just like refused to give him money <laughs> yeah um so i i'm not sure if this was if this is a blumhouse movie i think it is but i'm not 100 sure um they were like we'll give you we'll give you a little bit of money to make the lords of salem <laughs> tiny bits so it is um it is very low budget but like what he does with the budget is um very sick very sick and um <laughs> scary and disturbing um of course the lord of salem stars uh his wife sherry moon zombie he's rocking the threads um, in this movie yeah th- this is this is probably her best um her best performance yeah um, what did well, um I really like i like baby <laughs> And yeah, I guess I, it is. And I like Deborah in Halloween too. It's hard to. I guess it is hard to compete with Baby Firefly, considering that um, that seems like it was made for iconic. You know. Uh, yeah, the Lords of Salem was made on a budget of one point five million dollars, mm. which is uh, very low, considering. I think he got quite a bit of money to. Um, to play with to make the Halloween films. Um, I think we mentioned it on the last episode, but the Lords of Salem, it almost seems like, uh, like the dream sequences in Halloween too, but like the entire movie and amplified big time. Yeah. Um, I'm especially to at the budget, especially at the end. <clears throat> but yeah. The budget for Halloween two was 15 million. He went from fifteen million to one point five million. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, we let the uh, the Lords of Salem flop as well. And then uh, Rob Zombie was doomed to make uh, thirty one and uh, three from hell. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see three from hell, and I didn't really like thirty one. Three from Hell is like a bad remake of The Devil's Rejects. Mm. It's a lot of it's a lot of the same the same stuff, except like the family can like what's what I'm looking for. They're, they could like kill whoever they want. Like they could they could easily kill a gang of like seventy people with their bare hands. They're like unstoppable in that movie, and it makes no sense at all. <laughs> Sorry, my phone froze for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, the the Devil's Rejects is like, um, like the family more more so outsmarts the people that they target. Yeah. And then in uh, Three from Hell, they're just like overpowering whoever they want, and it makes no sense at all. Mm. But um, I should still watch it one day. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you if you don't watch it, The Devil's Rejects is a, a perfect ending to that story. So yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like some like okay to, to fit the theme of this episode, I would I would give birth to to the Antichrist in front of a bunch of witches if it meant Rob Zombie could go back to making movies like Halloween 2 and The Lords of Salem instead of instead of 31 and 3 from Hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, I don't think like, I think the, the Munsters is, will be totally different than Three from Hell, but it remains to be seen. Maybe. No. Oh, so what did you think of the Lords of Salem? Well, I mean, I like I like it. I know the ending, it kind of fell apart for me a little bit toward the ending. Mm-hmm. And it feels very dark. Like, it's almost darker than Hereditary and the Witch. It is in, like, the same vein of those movies. Yeah. But, like, like a few years before the witch. Yeah. And, but yeah, it, it does seem like it's um and like a little bit of Suspiria thrown in there. Mhm. Like the witch thing. Um and then the flashbacks remind me of <clears throat> the flashbacks in American Horror Story Roanoke. Okay. You did tell me that I would probably like that. I don't know if you said that in the last episode, but one of these last few um yeah so i guess we should kind of explain the plot because i do have a a quick story to tell before we delve into the plot um i think it's actually sorry i think it's actually one of his cleaner movies though like in the sense of setting (laughs) yeah it's not like things look clean in the area it's not not like a hillbilly movie (laughs) yeah like even even his first Halloween movie that takes place in um Illinois, like it, it does yeah. have like some remnants of like trashy people. Yeah. The Myers house isn't the cleanest and he has a pet rat. <laughs> yeah. So uh the the Lords of Salem is about this uh radio DJ named Heidi who uh does not have a last name until the end of the movie. For um, reasons, she is gifted a, a, a record by this band called the Lords, and pretty much the the sound on the record like triggers, um, like the women of the town to go into a trance and kind of like hypnotize them, and um. It's pretty much the, the the witches from Salem's past are coming back to haunt the town currently yeah. through this record. Um, the way her apartment haunted is so creepy. Yeah. For some reason, I... Like, we watched this movie, like, seven years ago when it came out. Yeah. And I, like, totally forgot about any of those jump scares. Until I rewatched it a few years ago, 
and like there's a scene where a witch is like hanging in the background. Yeah. And that and that is like terrifying. And she didn't see it. I don't even think the dog saw it. No. <clears throat> but um I do have a uh, a quick rant before we <laughs> before we start <laughs> delving into the plot. Um So this movie is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And that's where I watched it. When I went to watch it, I realized my Prime membership expired. I didn't renew it. I was like, well, I could either pay the $12 or whatever, or I could rent the movie for a few dollars. But then I saw it was playing on Tubi, which is a free uh, streaming service. All you have to do is sign up and you can watch movies for free. And it's 100% yeah. legal. Um, they just play ads over some of the uh, some of the movie. It kills the vibe sometimes because they can play the ad in the wrong spot. And that's where I'm going with this rant. So oh. the movie is separated into chapters like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know. Why not show an ad in between each day? They did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like 90% of the movie does that. And then at the climax of the movie, just in random scene of like this ritual going on, they just throw in an ad like right in the middle of it. <laughs> like through through the entire movie, like the ad was like at the end of Monday and before Tuesday. And then <clears throat> like the end of Tuesday before Wednesday. And then at the end of the movie, it just like didn't know where to put it. So they just like cut the movie and threw it in here. I know Tubi has to make money through ads because it's a free streaming service. Yeah. But please please be more um not in the middle of the ritual. More <laughs> strategic of where you where you place your ads in these movies. Um But Tubi did maybe, save me a few bucks because good <laughs> that they put it in between a ritual. Why is that? Because I'm sitting here watching a movie and my soul hurt. <laughs> I was like, I mean, oh, this is a lot. I also accident well, I didn't accidentally, but I watched it um on a sunny day at like two PM. <laughs> I watched it at one in the morning. So it was dark. <laughs> yeah, every other time I watched it it was night outside. Mm-hmm. This time this time I was I just like just wanted to watch it and I was like I guess I'm watching it at 2 p.m. Um, so yeah, that, that's my rant on 2B. Uh, they did save me a few bucks, so I can't complain too much. But yeah, I've used them a couple times. Should be more strategic of where they place their ads in uh, in their movies. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I I think this is Rob Zombie's second best movie behind Halloween 2. Um, mm. a lot of people, a lot of people think the Devil's Rejects is his best movie. I but, just um, think Halloween two and Halloween. I would go Halloween two is the best, then the Lords of Salem, Halloween. Then it, it's it's a toss up between House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Like it kind of just depends on. The day, I guess. Like, 
they flip flop all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, three from hell would be next, and then thirty one would be last because I absolutely hate thirty one. <laughs> yeah, I'd put thirty one last too. I don't really remember House of a Thousand Corpses too much. But I know I watched um, it a couple times. It's almost like a remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like almost almost beat for beat from what I remember. Just like this crazy uh-huh. like like this of people breaking down and stumbling up across this weird family who Torture. has has strange dinner scenes and or tortures <laughs> tortures people tortures all who enter <clears throat> I do think in an alternate universe Rob Zombie did not remake Halloween and just made like his own slasher movie it was like kind of inspired by Halloween mm-hmm. so, so like it would be one of those movies where it's like I mean kind of like House of a Thousand Corpses where it's almost a remake but it's its own thing. Yeah. So I think there's an alternate universe where Rob Zombie <clears throat> did not remake Halloween, but he made very similar movies to what they were. And they were much better received than what they are. And then he went on to make The Lords of Salem. And then he had a more successful career than what he's currently having. Huh? Because then he had a more successful career than what he's currently having. Yeah. Because because you could look back and be like, remember Rob Zombie did that like weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre story? And then he made those two like slasher movies and the second one was like very psychological like a like a psychological slasher film. And then he made that movie about witches. Yeah. And like it, it would be a much um, much better career to uh, reminisce on instead of like people saying he made two bad Halloween movies and then was forced to make a movie about a low budget film about witches. <clears throat> oh, so yeah, that would have been cool. I think there's an alternate universe where <laughs> things go a lot different <laughs> for for, for uh, Rob Zombie, but um. But yeah, I do I do love the Lords of Salem and I love Halloween too. And I wish we could get more of like the psychological version of Rob Zombie than the Hellbilly kind that we've been getting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> right, so we can um delve into the plot of uh <clears throat> the Lords of Salem. I don't know why I keep losing my voice, but I keep losing mine too. That's why we can listen to that song. <laughs> mm, might be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to drink something to, get, to to keep my voice, and I don't know why it keeps like fading away. But <clears throat> yeah, I think it's also that movie and that song was in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can start <coughs> delving into the plot. Um, bear with our voices, since we <laughs> apparently can't keep them. Um, yeah, so weird. So we start with um, we get a scene of Heidi. She's like, I think she's just she's either going to work or coming home, doing something. Yeah, and uh, she's our main character, played by uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. 
we get a flashback to the year of 1696. And first of all, let me just say that I'm glad that I don't live in those times. Because yeah, it too. was very morbid. <laughs> yeah, I was watching like a, a YouTube video this morning about the Salem witch trials. And it's like they didn't have technology, so they just did weird stuff. <laughs> like it, it, it apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently it started with the like they had a very cold winter and these two children got sick or something. And the doctor was like, they're possessed by an evil spirit that brought this, <laughs> this cold winter upon us. Mm. And instead of, um, like back then, instead of like having a justice system, they would rather people just confess to their crimes and like admit that they're possessed by witches and be cured or, yeah. or the risk of, uh, execution but um it was a it was it was a lawless wasteland back then yeah um very torturous we we, uh flash back to the year of 1696 and uh, we meet uh jonathan hawthorne who is uh he's writing about the witches of salem and um we get a like a scene of these witches like kind of performing a ritual of like, they strip their clothes off and like burn themselves and I'm uncomfortable immediately yeah it's, um <laughs> it's very unsettling like i like the, the few times i did watch this like in the dark at night it's it's very uh unsettling i think it only took me what three minutes to get uncomfortable? So <laughs> I was gonna, good job. I was, gonna, I was gonna say we're at the very beginning of the movie. Um, <laughs> I do love the um, the title card of that of that goat. Yeah, like looking at the screen, and then the 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 text of the Lords of Salem pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, like Rob Zombie does that type of. Uh, cinematography like perfect because he did a lot of that in Halloween 2 as well with like the scene of um, Michael Myers walking into the barn to talk to his mother yeah like any any type of like I don't even know how to describe it like night scenes he just knows how to to light it perfectly and um, I love Halloween 2 will be an episode of um, me drooling over uh, Rob Zombie. The middle of Rob Zombie's <laughs> career a little bit, but maybe maybe I'll lose my voice from uh, drooling over the cinematography of, of Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, so we cut to uh, present day, and it is um, it's Monday, uh, arguably the worst day of the week. Yeah. Um, so Rob Zombie movies tend to have this like alternate reality where it's like like this movie came out in 2013 so like movie takes place in 2013 
like people are using technology from 2013, but people dress and talk like it's the 70s. Yeah. I feel like all these movies are in the same universe. Yeah, because they do the same thing in Halloween where, like... The characters are all, like, the same. Not the same, Mm -hmm. but they have the same way of talking in his own... It's only in his movies, so I feel like somehow we can connect all of these movies. I'm sure we could. (laughs) We should figure out how to do it one day. And I, mean, you know, I don't know how we would do it because he uses the same actors for everything, but that's all right because American Horror Story and Slash should do the same thing. It's true, and it's not like the characters would have to interact with each other. Yeah, I don't, think Michael, Myers, I don't think Michael Myers would stumble to to Salem. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. So, so yeah, we're we're at Monday morning. Um, Rob Zombie tends to have this like habit of showing how attractive his wife is. <laughs> so like right she's, away, she's just naked in in her bed. Which I watched the four and a half hour documentary of the making of Halloween, mm-hmm. and she, she was very uncomfortable doing the stripper scene. Mm. But but now here she is like totally naked. I guess that's different because she's in bed. Yeah, that's true. I guess she's not putting on a show. So. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Like we said, this is Heidi, uh, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, she has a dog, and I think the dog's name is Troy. Yeah. Um. I saw that the dog's name is Troy in real life too. Was it? Mm-hmm. So, she. Like, we kind of just see her going through, like, her morning routine of, like, you know, feeding the dog or whatever. Um, she sees a woman in uh, apartment number five. And uh, Heidi is in apartment number two, I think. I think so. <clears throat> uh, she sees a woman yeah. in apart- apartment five at the end of the hallway. And she's like, are you the new tenant? And this rude woman just slams her door. (laughs) (laughs) Like slams door Um, in her face. Yeah. So so Heidi goes downstairs and talks to her landlord named Lacey. And I don't think people are this friendly with their landlord in real life, but Mm. Lacey, Sonny, and Megan, the trio. Yeah, because in real life it'd be like um like hey my Pipe's still leaking. You haven't fixed it yet. What's going on with that? Yeah. <laughs> and then here she's like, like, hey, I see you rented out apartment number five. And and Lacey, the landlord, is like, no, no one lives there. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of was like, oh, I'll look into it if it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now we're introduced to, uh, we we get like a, a a promo for the the radio show that Heidi hosts with uh, Herman and Herman. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them is nicknamed Whitey, who is played by uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips, who you might know from Halloween Two. And um, yes, he played two characters in Halloween Two. 
<laughs> yeah. And the the Geico commercials. So mm-hmm. easy a, a, a caveman could do it. Uh, no, he was on there. <laughs> yeah. He, play, he plays the caveman. And the real Herman, who's played by Ken Forey, who you might know from uh, Dawn of the Dead, or uh, Joe Grizzly from <laughs> from from Halloween. His characters are always like... This one was actually very tame compared to some of the other characters I've seen of him. Because, you know, in Dawn of the Dead, he was, like, blaming the zombie apocalypse on crazy stuff. Oh, in the remake. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He, I was going to say, he's actually very calm in this movie compared to Joe Grizzly, who wants to fight a six foot ten man in a bathroom stall. <laughs> and he's introduced in the movie by screaming stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> um... Yeah, he just screams stuff in the truck stop. So, um, so yeah, they, they host a radio show. I think it's called WIQZ Salem Rocks. Yeah, so it's like a talk show, kind of. And this is where I also think they're in the 70s, because she plays... Like, Heidi plays... Uh, crap, I can't think of who she plays. She plays something on the on the radio because she says it's it's Monday so it's Lady's Choice and she plays like an old band or something from that time but mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head I um, can't remember if they were using cell phones or not um I don't want to say yes Yes, they were, because I remember uh, Whitey, at the end of the movie, is on like a pier or something on the phone yeah. with, with Heidi. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So you know, it's just it's vintage. Yeah. <laughs> a vintage town. That's why, I, that's why I said it's like its own, its own universe, where it just like it, it makes sense for this universe, and like, no other world would be like this. Yeah. Um, so Heidi ends up getting a package from a band called the Lords and it's, it's like a weird record in like a vinyl or it's, it's a weird vinyl in like a wooden box or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah. Did you notice when the guy was after he played that song or after she played the song for him and the artist was like on the show with them? He was going on about his satanic beliefs, and they were just making fun of him. (laughs) No, I didn't catch that. His titanic beliefs? Satanic. Oh, satanic. I thought you said titanic. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what does he think about the titanic? (laughs) (laughs) No, he was going on about his satanic beliefs, and they were, like, dropping all these sound effects. Yeah. Praise Jesus. (laughs) And they were... Just making fun of him and laughing at him, like right to his face. Yeah, because I have this in my notes that they just go on and on with these sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> like it would have to be obnoxious to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't make fun of someone like that. <laughs> no. Um. So, <clears throat> like after that situation, they end up getting drinks, and. Uh, <laughs> Herman says, I gotta go home before I get a DWS. Driving <laughs> while sexy. <laughs> and that's 
that, that's pretty much the, the the wildest he gets in this movie, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, he usually gets a lot crazier. <laughs> yeah, they could have done something else, like involving witches or something, <laughs> which I'm surprised yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. But um, so um, uh, Whitey ends up going back home with Heidi, I believe. Yeah, they like each other, but they're not official. Yeah, and it's almost like. Rob Zombie is afraid to have his wife be in a relationship in a movie. <laughs> yeah, or at least a stable one. Which, oh yeah, that's true, because she is... Like, we get hints in Halloween and this that she's in, a, she's in a relationship, obviously, but, like, nothing physical happens. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him, but... <clears throat> no. So, uh, back home, um, Heidi ends up playing the record... Or I'm sorry, Whitey ends up playing the record. And um, I'm going to play a snippet of the song real quick. It's like very um, distorted. Like very unsettling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So while she gets affected like immediately. Yeah. Um, and we do find out why uh, later on in the film, but yeah. Um, she, she gets like the visions of the witches from the beginning of the film. And she sees like one of them give birth or something like that. Yeah. And they're like spitting on the baby and stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, and they're speaking in tongues and very, uh, very bizarre. And I'm uncomfortable again. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but I think Whitey ends up sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And Heidi ends up going to bed. And when she walks by the bathroom, there's this very creepy ghost witch standing in the bathroom. Yeah. So. So now we're at Tuesday. And I'm going to jump back to Halloween 2 again because it this movie is set up very similar to that. Yeah, you know she has like the very similar um mental decline that Lori had. You know what? Maybe when she gives birth at the end of the film, she gave birth to the Antichrist, who is Michael Myers. Hmm. See, we're, we're connecting it all now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, now we're at Tuesday. Um, we see Heidi going to um, rehab. She's a, um, she's a recovering drug addict who was once addicted to heroin. Um, and I think the only reason this scene was put in the, in the movie... It's because they needed um, like Heidi's weird behavior to be justified to the people that know her. Yeah. So it's like when she becomes secluded later on in the movie, like Whitey just thinks that she relapsed or something, but she does. But uh, not yet. <laughs> so the um, the the radio show is interviewing uh, Francis Matthias. 
who uh, wrote a book about the Salem witch trials. And um, for some reason, he's very interested in Heidi's tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was like a pentagram or something until I looked at it and I was like, oh, wait, I don't know why he'd be interested in it then because... Yeah, I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a witch symbol or something, but it's like yeah, just like flowers or something. So, while this guy is talking, first, first off, you bring this guy onto your radio show who wrote a book about the Salem witch trials, and you proceed to throw a bunch of sound effects over him <laughs> <laughs> again, and ask him like the most generic questions you can think of about the witch trials. Yeah. It's like, so... So basically they make fun of their um, guests or just do this and just be... Yeah. Just take the conversation nowhere. Because <laughs> it's like, so how many people were killed in the witch trials? And it's like, shouldn't you have done a little bit of research about that? <laughs> and weren't they upset about his answer because it wasn't like... They're expecting more. Yeah, he says 25 people were um, killed in the like witch trials. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like in... And I need to stop talking about Halloween, but it's it's almost like in the 2018 <laughs> Halloween when they like talk about Michael Myers killing people in the 70s, and they're like, well, it was only five people, so it's not that bad. Yeah. But I need to stop talking about Halloween. <laughs> so... Um, they play the Lord's record on a uh, segment that they have called Smash or Trash. Which, I mean, neither one of those options sound good. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if they smash the record or throw it in the trash, but neither one of them sound... Safe. Sound, sound very good for your band. But, no. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, they play the the record on the air, which was the song that I just played. Um, and we see... Um, hold on one second. She's like negatively impacted by it again. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, I got dogs barking. Yeah, she... And we see like the... Like women around town are like impacted negatively about it. Yeah. Francis like, is just mesmerized by it. But I've seen this a bad feeling. This poor naked woman and getting in the shower just like stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so it's another one of those scenes that's just like very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um so Francis goes home to his wife after he was kind of flirting with Heidi on the air. And uh, she seems either she either listened to the whole thing or she lied about it and didn't listen and said she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, you said he he kind of he admits to her that the song bothered him for one reason or another. I think um, she was lying, but I also don't think she'd be affected by the song because she said that. She isn't a fan of the music. I think it was only people in the town, so as long yeah. as, as, long she, as they didn't... I think they were in the town, but I think they said later that she's from Venezuela. 
So she wasn't born in Salem. Oh, she has to be from Salem. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Heidi arrives back home and meets meets up with <laughs> her landlord's sisters. It's like, why are you this close to your landlord? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she didn't seem to want to go at first, but she was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so um, they have some drinks. Um, one of the sisters, uh, Megan, it, we we learn is a a palm reader. Yeah, and she puts down uh, people like our sister who think they can read palms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to our sister if you're listening. <laughs> uh, if if you're not, then you okay. don't know that we just <laughs> roasted you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, her uh, like like she reads palms, and she says that um, Heidi must make peace with the burning thoughts in her head. And it's like I think she didn't really have any burning thoughts up to this yeah, point. I'm not really <laughs> sure what she's talking about, but um, it's like one of those things where. They talk about the difference between your fate and your destiny. And, mm-hmm. I and like I, that. I think I think it's fate that she's afraid of because it's fate that you can't you can't change. Yeah, but but destiny you can. That's a, kind of, fate. Fate's already predetermined, and yeah. there's no escaping it. Yeah, and I don't think I would like to know my fate either. And she was like, "Oh wait, never mind. I don't want to know." <laughs> Because, like, if you told me that I was going to die and, like, I was going to get run over by a bus, like, every time I see a bus, <laughs> I'm just going to freak out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he- uh, Heidi ends up leaving the, uh, the dinner or whatever, and, um, she goes back to her apartment. Um, Heidi's dog, Troy, ends up getting out of the apartment and is uh, scratching on uh, apartment number five, which was um, which is vacated. So, so why would you be doing that? Yeah, um, the door, or I'm sorry, she puts she puts Troy back in the apartment, and then the door for apartment number five opens, and she's like drawn to it. Yeah, there's a red okay, light let's, coming. Let's go inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in in the apartment, there's like a red neon cross. Yeah, there's a red and, cross and a beast <laughs> inside yeah. of the apartment. Yeah, the plot on IMDb described it as a demon, but it's more of like Satan than a demon. <laughs> yeah, this thing is pretty big. The demon. Um. And we see what like kind of appears to be the entrance to hell, mm-hmm. which is like another one of those. I think it comes from Rob Zombie's like music video background. He can do stuff like this. Yeah, because because he said before that he never went to like film school or anything, and he always wanted to make movies. Oh. And the way he learned how to make movies was to just do music videos. You could see that in his movies. Mm-hmm. 
But then he Especially, does these like professional shots that have done so well. And even like, like scene where... when he does scenery shots and stuff, mm -hmm. I always like it. Yeah, like um, like those scenes of Michael Myers walking through the fields of yeah. Haddonfield or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of it in House of a Thousand Corpses where um, not like field scenes, but there's a lot of like just um, like stuff that looks straight out of a metal music video is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and even even thirty one with how much I don't like that movie, um, a lot of it is like very like what the heck did I just see? And it, it you know, I think a lot of that comes from like the this video scary, background too. Yeah, the scariest part of that movie is the powdered wig. <laughs> Malcolm <laughs> McDowell in the powdered wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I I might have to go back and watch that movie this October. Yeah, because I've only seen it once. Uh, that time when it came out. Yeah, that's the only and, time I saw it too. And me and you watched it, and me and you were both very unimpressed. I don't know if I'm um, expecting something different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I just knew I didn't like what I was getting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, back to Lords of Salem. Um, <laughs> Heidi ends up leaving this uh, apartment number five, and she um, goes into the hallway and hears a witch talking, and the witch starts yelling at her like words that, like sentences that don't make sense to me, but I'm sure they might make sense to What's Margaret Morgan. She's like the yeah. leader of the coven. Is that who it is? Yeah, the older one. And I hate that they're always naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't um, want it. She's so she's yelling at her bleed us a king, which I'm assuming means give birth to a king for us, which would be Antichrist. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of it, too. Um, and and Heidi wakes up back in her bed right after this. Um, I don't understand the symbolism in it, but did you notice the moon behind her bed? Mm -hmm. That's from a um, 1902 uh, silent short film called A Trip to the Moon. Oh. And I'm not sure where that what that means or like because it shows up again later but yeah it, it is the like it's the moon with like that thing poking out of his eye which i don't know what it is i'm too stupid to know what that is but same <laughs> um Something's but yeah it, it's like a famous um like a famous short film called a trip to the moon but i don't know I have no idea what that symbolism means. It's only a 13-minute film, but it's, like, very popular. Um, so now we jump to Wednesday. And uh, Heidi decides to go to church, which we learn is a 
bad thing to do if you're about to give birth to the Antichrist. <clears throat> um, somehow the priest knows her and knows mm-hmm. that she's very sad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my notes during this section. I was like, Heidi enters the church at the cemetery. She meets with a nice priest. Wait, never mind. Either <laughs> this priest is possessed or can tell what she's going through. Wait again. <laughs> it was just a dream, so he's cool again. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it goes, because <laughs> he, like, forces, he, he like... was really nice to her, but then he was, like, forcing himself on her. And, like, you're a dirty whore, and you're going to hell, and Christ can't save you. And things are going on below, yeah. <laughs> off screen. By force. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then it throws, was a dream. Then he throws up black. Yeah. And then it was a dream. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she runs out of the, the church. And there was this um, really cool thing, because after that, because she was walking with her dog and, like, parallel from her, she sees the masked man walking with a goat on a leash. Oh, was that a goat? I thought it was a dog. Yeah, yeah, it was like a white goat. Oh, I put in my notes that it was a dog. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this weird masked yeah. person. Um, and yeah. then we see, like, right after that we saw them being burned at the witches being burned at the stake and some of mm-hmm. them were forced to put that mask on so i guess context yeah because i in my notes i have that it was a guy walking and then i later realized that it was probably a woman yeah i thought it was a guy too but then oh. i saw them putting the masks on the witches too so i was like i don't know who <laughs> Could be anybody. Because <laughs> yeah. we see it on her poster in the wall later, too. Yeah. Like, very similar masks. And her apartment building... That's random, but her apartment building seems so small. Well, she has this huge, nice bathroom in there. Yeah. How do you mention it? It looks like the, uh, the interior does not fit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a House of Leaves situation where the house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. The Winchester house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we jump to um, back to Francis, who is uh, reading a book about the Salem Witch Trials. And the the last pages of the diary mention that... um, there was a, like, it, it mentions that they, the witches used music to kind of possess people. Yeah. And, like, the, the music was from people called the Lords of Salem, I guess. And the, um, I guess Francis's wife knows how to play the piano. It does have the, um, the notes on the, like, it has the notes of the music. Mm-hmm. And, his wife ends up playing it, and it turns out to be like the same notes from the uh, Lords of Salem theme that's been possessing the town. <clears throat> so um, we catch up with Heidi again. Um, she's 
she's late to work because she's going through an awful lot at this point. Yeah, um, she's like very late to work. We find out that the Lords of Salem are... Uh, or no, I think they're just called the Lords at this point, but the Lords are coming to Salem for one night only. To play a choppy and... song live. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, for some reason, they're forced to play this song again on the air. And when they play it again, Heidi sees more visions of witches, and this time she ends up getting sick from it. Um, yeah. And back in her... Um, so they show her back in her apartment, and for some reason there's a bunch of like rats in the hallway. Yeah, the um, rats are running from apartment 5. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. I didn't know they were coming from that apartment. I think so. Either running toward or away from. Makes sense that they used to live there, but now some strange stuff is going on, so they're like, we gotta, we gotta relocate. <laughs> Good apartment four. <laughs> so, so now it's, it's uh, Thursday, and uh, Francis, he meets with the author of the book that he was reading, um, and like the, the guy is actually surprised that someone other than his mother has that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this, this guy had, had the diary of Jonathan Hawthorne, who is the guy that was writing at the beginning of the movie before the witches got killed. Um, so Jonathan yeah. Hawthorne had this theory that the Lords wrote music, possessed women to turn them into witches, which is what we just said. Um, yeah. And Jonathan Hawthorne and his people uh, sacrificed all these witches, but while they were being sacrificed, um, Margaret Morgan, who was like the head witch of her group, um, cursed the, uh, the town of Salem. And I'll take that back. It was, it was like any woman that's born in Salem is uh, is cursed, <laughs> and um. So Basically, I guess a Jonathan Hawthorne's bloodline would produce the Antichrist. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, on how she had the power to determine that, but all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's strange because I guess they were actually witches back then. Yeah. You know, like today we we take them as being falsely accused as being witches. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know much about it, but it's weird how like Wiccans can exist nowadays. But like back then if you even like thought about that stuff you were hung and torn to the stake. <laughs> yeah. They even mentioned that in the movie, too, that there were Wiccans around. I think it was earlier when they were on the radio. Mm -hmm. The old witches are all gone, but there are Wiccans out there now. Yeah. Who practice, like, with the earth and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so... <clears throat> uh, where are we at? But, but apparently the landlord is an old witch, so they're not all gone. <laughs> yeah, the landlord and her sisters. <laughs> Very hocus pocus, but dark version. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we also forgot to point out that um, D. Wallace returned to um, Rob Zombie film because she played uh, Laurie Strode's mother in mm. Halloween. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Also, uh, she's also known for being a uh, a scream queen as well because she's in Cujo. Um, the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, what else is she in? E.T. All, even though that's not a horror film. <laughs> all the hits. Um, I think she's in Critters too. <laughs> E.T. Anyway, the horror film. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so. Uh, Heidi is actually staying at um, at Whitey's house now, and she um, she tells him about the Lord's record and how it's like, you know, like bothering uh, her and affecting her negatively. And then um, she ends up uh, coughing up blood. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Yes, Whitey. Whitey's staying at her house, right? No, she went to his house because she wanted to get out of her apartment. Okay. I remember her. Remember him saying the generic "Mikasa Sukasa." <laughs> okay, yeah. Um. So while um Whitey calls nine one one, like a weird preachers or something show up behind him. Yeah. It's those people and... from earlier that were walking the goat or the man, and he's yeah, probably... like. Yeah, with like those masks, and he's brought friends. <laughs> they like knock him down, and I thought they killed him because <laughs> I was like, they killed him, and then <laughs> later he shows up in the movie. Yeah. Um. So she gets so Heidi gets like flashbacks of like not flashbacks like weird visions of these people in the masks wearing like doctor outfits. Yeah, and. Like holding her down and cutting her open, and they pull out like this weird creature with like flailing legs, like alien legs, like eight of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wakes up and she's somehow back home. Um, so it's like, is the whole thing a dream or? Yeah, and. So she goes to the bathroom, and at this point, she sees like, well, she doesn't see it, but we see it on the wall. Like the, she has a painting on the wall of those same masks from her, uh, from the people that she just saw. Yeah, and they're like bleeding. Take it back to earlier when they said when they were talking about faith. Oh yeah. There's all these symbolisms, and she's like not going to be able to get away from it, no matter what. Yeah, because I, I was about to ask if she had those, if she had that painting beforehand, or if that's like just something that kind of showed up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm assuming she had it before. <clears throat> yeah, which goes along with um, with your theory about fate. So now we jump to Friday. Um, unfortunately, Heidi has um, has relapsed, and she's like back on heroin. I think it is. Yeah. And for for some reason, she's trying to learn French while she's 
on heroin. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she gets a knock on the door, and it's uh, Lacey and and the sisters, <laughs> and they have like this creepy, um, like view through the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just standing there. They brought cookies um, and stuff. Yeah. Um, we jump to uh, Francis, who is looking up uh, Heidi's family tree because now he's aware that um, that like something's wrong. Haw- a Hawthorne has to give birth to the Antichrist or whatever. Yeah, he discovered um, her real name is Adelaide Elizabeth Hawthorne. Yeah, and uh, that's what we said earlier that her name, her last name, isn't revealed for uh, reasons for plot. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the sisters are trying to comfort Heidi and Francis calls her and I think it's Megan who answers the phone and she's like, she's just like, you got the wrong number. Don't call back. This is a weird time for you to be calling. Yeah. It's very rude. (laughs) Yeah. So they locked the poor dog in the bathroom, (laughs) but at least they didn't uh, kill it. Yeah, I think the first time I saw this, I thought we were we were heading in that direction. Yeah, they didn't. They, like, never, they never killed the dog. Yeah, I thought a witch was going to end up killing the dog or something, but no, I guess they're respectable enough to at least not not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they take Heidi toward uh, room number five, and they start apparently chanting. <laughs> Chanting some nonsense to Satan. Yeah. Um. And apparently, Lacey part of five is like this giant gold and red chapel. Yeah, it turns into like a ballroom. Like, yeah, it's like it's kind of like House of Leaves, where like the inside of the house is a lot bigger than the outside. Mm-hmm. Because like this ballroom makes no sense to be in this apartment. No. Neither does Heidi's. Heidi's bathroom seems too big to fit in this apartment, too. Hers is actually real, though. <laughs> yeah, the ballroom is just like a hallucination thing. Um, and this is where we get like some more of like that perfect uh, video type cinematography. Yeah. Um, she has like this weird face paint on. And yeah, this is where the movie poster comes in. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she wore this face paint in the climax for like the longest time until I rewatched it a couple years ago. Um, yeah, that's what I was expecting, too. Because it is like the most iconic shot from the movie. Yeah. Um, so we get a character called the Lord who is at the top of the stairs. And... It, like starts freaking out and making like this weird screaming sound and it like shoots these two weird umbilical cords at Heidi yeah and I'm not sure if this is actually what happened but this is what I took as like uh, like impregnating her yeah that's what I was assuming too because I couldn't find any explanation on it but yeah, that's what I got out of it, was that this was her getting impregnated. 
Um, and we see that thing by her bed too. Oh yeah, it's like a like a torture cage or something. Yeah. Because for some reason, when <laughs> when everything goes wrong, she just wakes up back in bed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so now we are at Saturday. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. <laughs> so, uh, Whitey ends up calling Heidi to uh, like check on her. Uh, Heidi is very uninterested in his attempts to help. <laughs> um, and this is what I mentioned earlier from like his point of view. It's kind of like she is uh, is relapsing and that's what's going on. Yeah. She's supposed Lord. to go to the concert with him. Yeah, the Lord's concert. Yeah. Meanwhile, Francis is on his way to save everything and stop stop fate. <laughs> but we already, know, we already know how that goes. It's like that um the teacher in Halloween talking about fate. The most boring teacher in cinema history. <laughs> well, there's the Nightmare on Elm Street teacher, too. True. Even though um, she's the woman from um, Insidious. Oh, yeah, she is. I can't remember her name, but I, I do know who you're talking about. Um, Lynn Shay or something like that? Yeah, because she was married to Bob Shay from New Line. Liz. <laughs> something. Something like that. Shout out to, to Lynn Shay or Liz Shay. Liz Shay. It's, it's Liz. Both of you. Lynn. <laughs> Lynn. Final answer. <laughs> Lynn is the final answer. Okay. Shout out to Lynn Shay. Um, you had no business being in that Ouija movie and confusing me, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you thought it was connected to Insidious because of that. Yeah, because I, I like hardly paid attention to, to, to the whole movie. And Which then, movie? Or oh, the first one? Uh, no, it was the second one she's in. Pretty sure. Apparently, apparently she's in both of them. I don't remember the first Ouija at all. The second one was alright. Maybe it is the first one I'm thinking of. But I hardly paid attention to the whole movie. And then I looked up at the end credits and saw that uh, Lynn Shea was in it. And I was like, did they just connect this to Insidious? <laughs> Because it was around the same time they started connecting the Conjuring movies. Yeah, and I was like, we don't need this big universe. Mithuan. Um, Side, <laughs> Side note, I was talking to my friend about um, Malignant, and <laughs> um, I was like half-joking when I said that since this is a James Wan movie, that they are going to connect Malignant to the Conjuring. Um, either that or it's going to go on to spawn a whole universe of its own. <laughs> yeah. I saw it turned I into this big, this big thing. I have yet to see that movie. I think you have like a week to watch it. I think. But, um... Are you there? Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? I have, I'm thinking I should just choose it so I can watch it because that's probably the only way I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, where were we? Like, oh yeah, um, 
Uh, like you said, Francis goes to the apartment to check on Heidi, but the sisters aren't having it. No. They Fr- invite him um, in. Lacey lures him into her apartment, and then the other two are like flirting with him and stuff. Who does Lacey think she is? Does she just think everybody has time to stop and drink some tea with her? She just wants everybody to visit her all the time. Her and her weird sisters. So, it's, it's uncomfortable because they're flirting with him, but he does not approve. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so how long have you been married? 25 years. Are you 20, happy? <laughs> were, were they 25 happy years? <laughs> And then they asked if, or Lacey asked before letting him in, if he was friend or foe. Oh yeah, what an I think question. meaning meaning is he gonna get in their way or is he gonna just let everything happen? Yeah, and he's like I'm not. He's like I'm not really a friend, but I'm definitely not a foe. Which was not the right answer. <laughs> just just be like. I'm her dad. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Because you're old enough to be her dad. Just lie and say, you know, I'm her dad. And like, I'm friend. I support what you guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, you know, they say that. that. Go ahead. So, they say that in so much stuff. I know Kathy Bates kept having to say, Hail Satan, an American Horror Story, and she was uncomfortable saying it every time. I think she's religious. Yeah. Which is funny, because she always plays these psychotic characters that are borderline satanic, or just satanic in general. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody off the top of my head that I, I know like that. An actor, but I can't remember who it was. Um, I know it's not important to this conversation, but <laughs> so <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so Francis goes to leave, and uh, I forget what sister it is. It, oh, it, it's D. Wallace. She ends up uh, knocking him over the head with a pan. <laughs> yeah, and she killed him with a pan. And um, there's not very many death scenes in this movie. Now, um, the or, or blood until well, certain scenes, but yeah, it it is very tame compared um, to his just... other. Well, it's tame in the sense of gore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes up for it with other visuals. Yeah. Um. So the sisters end up finding a book that the the book that Francis wrote. And I, I do like how they sarcastically talk about this heroic uh, Jonathan Hawthorne. Yeah. Because, like, obviously they don't um, support his, uh, his motives. Um, so Whitey ends up showing up back at the uh, apartment. And after some, like, strange small talk, he <laughs> ends up sneaking by the sisters and it's funny because yeah. he like he'll like get past one of them, and then the next one will start talking. Yeah. But um, he ends up getting back up to he ends up getting up to Heidi's apartment, and uh, Lacey tells Heidi to just say 
wait outside. I guess she doesn't want him in the apartment. Yeah. So, um, Whitey gets like really suspicious about these people, and That's Heidi's like, to. "Yeah," and Heidi's like, "No, just wait outside for me." So, I think we're approaching the yeah, um, the climax man. of the movie. There was some creature in her apartment too, wasn't there? Um, I'm not sure. I might I might have missed this one. Not sure. I don't know if she saw it, but yeah, I might have missed this one because if you're not watching this screen, there's no like sounds or anything to tell you that there's something on the screen. Yeah. So like, if you glance away, you could miss something. <laughs> um. So now we're at the Lord's concert. Um, we uh, see Herman for the first time in about an hour. Um, and Whitey and Heidi end up walking up to him. Um, but he seems very angry about something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Heidi ends up like kind of. Um, she she's like crying and she says bye to Herman and Whitey. And I think the idea is that she's like saving them and locking them out of this thing. Yeah. Which kind of doesn't make sense, but I'll get to why it doesn't make sense in a minute. Um I don't think they were invited to the concert anyways. Well, I mean I guess we can kind of jump into it, but I think like in in the story, I feel like something should have happened to them. Like maybe they were killed or something. Yeah. Because they say in the morning that the janitor found this big ritual thing. But like, if Heidi just locked these two out of the room, like wouldn't they have tried to like get in or like maybe call nine one one or something? <laughs> you would think. Because if not, they just went home. <laughs> yeah. Like, in in the story, they just went home and like, <laughs> found out on the news with everybody else that this happened. So. Yeah, I guess they didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she locks them out and she goes in. Uh, they start playing, according to IMDb, it's called Re- Requiem by Mozart. But, I'm not. I'm not very well versed into uh, Mozart's music. music. So, no. Um, like that music starts playing. Um, and we see the sisters, Lacey, Sonny, and Megan, on the stage, and they're kind of dressed in like the 17th, like the 1696, whatever it is, like that type of outfit. Yeah. Mhm. And I think. Is it the ghost of Margaret appears on the stage too? Yeah, and her coven. And if you're gonna keep coming up like that, can you at least put a robe on? <laughs> <laughs> put on some clothes. Yeah, because they're still naked. Yeah. Um. She calls out. Um. She calls out Heidi by name, and says, "We've always been waiting for you," or something like that. Yeah. Um. And um, the, the Lord's theme starts playing, I believe, at this point. Um, 
Yeah, they're playing it live with their old instruments. Yeah. And it sends, like, all the women in attendance to a trans, and now everyone's naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Heidi appears in, like, a different room or something. Like, I, we're we're not doing it justice when we try to explain this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's something no, you just have, you have to see to kind of understand it. Um, Heidi appears in, like, this different room, and there's, like, women in front of her with these weird masks. And, like, it's... I don't know. It's it's almost like the ending of the 2018 Suspiria, like similar to that. Yeah. yeah. But this was done first. Um, and kind of like the witch, like it's almost like an A24 film before A24 was a thing. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> um, a chant something about like riding a goat means that you you're accepting the devil. And, and then we like, see her riding a goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she definitely rides that goat. Um, there's something on one of the guy's shirts that says, I forget exactly what it says, but it, it's like something about something about the goat. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't remember what it says on his shirt, but yeah, this whole ending's just hard to explain and decipher. Yeah, um, a like, bunch so of flashes not... of just like evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now because I just typed up, just lo- looked up the Lords of Salem ending. There's a scene of like that moon from Trip to the Moon, and I'm not, like I, I'm I'm very unsure of of what that symbolism even means, but it is um very beautiful but terrifying and strange Mm -hmm. I would love to see like a documentary about how this movie was made because (coughs) this looks like it'd be like insane and fun to shoot at the same time yeah um so we appear in what uh what seems to be hell. Um, and kind of it, just like in her vision from earlier on, she is um, giving birth to... Um, that crawfish thing. Yeah. And the witches end up like playing in her blood. And so like pretty much she gave birth to the Antichrist and witches are playing in her blood from her birth. And uh, this is where uh, Tubi decided to show an ad. so uh, back from the ad the sisters appear to be um, like very pleased with what they have done yeah Um, they were um, proving (laughs) everything yeah Um, so Heidi gave birth to the Antichrist Um, next time we see Heidi like her tattoos are gone and her eyes are rolled back and it's like I'm not sure if she's like pure or what's going on. You know what I mean? Well, she's like ascended. Um, it's almost <laughs> like 
So the, the way IMDb described it is that she gave birth to the Antichrist, and now she's the satanic Virgin Mary. She's the queen because, of hell. Because <laughs> like, the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus without uh, while being a virgin. And like the Antichrist was implanted in her uh, like without having sex. Yeah. And um Yeah, Heidi is like like all her tattoos are gone, her eyes are rolled back, her hair is like white and she's in a white dress. And uh then the movie ends. <clears throat> and um mm-hmm. Well yeah, uh, so we see the flashback of old Heidi with her dog. During yeah. during happier times. Yeah, the the credits are very similar to Halloween too as well. Yeah. Um where like we find out in the credits that the women that went to the Lord's concert all committed suicide and mm-hmm. Heidi went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty two deaths in the Salem Lifer Society, they say. Yeah. So I guess Heidi's in hell now and <laughs> the other women are dead. I'm not sure where the Antichrist is at. Who knows? Um Yeah, so that is uh Lords of Salem. Um now the movie was also written into a book. Mm. But um I I have the audiobook but I proceeded to not listen to it or anything. Um so yeah. I'm not I'm not sure how the um not sure how the the book differs from the uh from the movie, but the book is written by Rob Zombie. And was it written before or after? I think it came out around the same time. And I I have heard that um the movie because the budget was so small it did have to go back and like switch some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found a paragraph that I'm going to read in real time because I haven't read it before. Um, okay. But uh, before I do that, it like the, the movie was kind of since it, they had $1.5 million, it was compromised and in a book, like it's just words. So you can kind of do whatever you want and make it, as crazy as you want. Mm-hmm. But here is the paragraph that I found. Uh, it is from the website Birth Movies Death. It says How the Lords of Salem Novelization Fixes the Movie. So I'm going to try to read this. Not the best reader. <laughs> <laughs> it says The other big change is the ending. The book, it's much more elaborate, like something out of a Clive Barker novel. The naked witches are alternatively fondling and kissing one another and tearing one another to shreds in a massive sacrifice orgy at the concert hall. Oh. As Heidi is sacrificed in a much more vivid manner than seen in the film. Also, Herman, who's played by Ken Forey, attempts to play hero making efforts to pull Heidi away from all the chaos only to be killed himself. In the movie, both him and Whitey, the latter who is already dead in the film or in the book, 
So Whitey already died in the book previous to this. Oh, okay. Just left outside the entire time. But they do meet, like we just said, they do meet a better demise in the movie. Um, where was I at? It says, again, I'm not sure why Zombie got rid of this sort of thing that would probably help his movie get butts in seats, i.e. death scenes. I can assume that time and money restrictions forced him to redo the bulk of the finale anyway, and thus these characters survived because there wasn't time to come come up with new ways to kill them. And in one case, this actually helped things. Absent from the book is a scene where Whitey calls Heidi shortly before picking her up from the concert, and it's rather touching and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. We were already there. So... <clears throat> So yeah, um, I, as I'm reading this article, I wish I would have read the book or something, <laughs> or at least got a summary of the book before we did this episode, because that does seem better. Does seem better, but we have. I think we both agree that this is a very good movie, regardless. Yeah, that was my biggest issue was that those two characters. Or just left outside and then just just seemingly went home, went home. <laughs> called yeah. it a night <laughs> like alright we're not getting in there so we're just gonna go home <laughs> like, you might as well kill them off or at, yeah, least, even... like, at least like have them in there and then them being like what the heck is going on and then maybe in the credits you mentioned that they died or something yeah. Like I said, all three radio hosts. Yeah. Two ra- or two radio hosts died and one went missing or all yeah. three of them went missing or something. Or show them getting overpowered by the witches or something. Or just have Whitey die in the apartment when he tried to call 911. Because that's probably what happened in the book. Assuming- yeah. Because they did say he died earlier. But um I am very interested in the book. Um I did yeah. download the audiobook. Yeah, I am too. Um I think the audiobook's like ten hours or something. Mm. So if you play that at like double speed or something like I normally do. <laughs> it's like five hours. Um yeah, it's nine hours and forty seven minutes, I believe. Uh, so yeah, that's the um, Lords of Salem, directed by Rob Zombie, written. Um, like I said earlier, I, I do no I do want to see. <laughs> like I said, I, I do I do want to see more. Um, Rob Zombie do more of this than what he's done previously. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think we'll. Um, I mean, hopefully we're heading in that direction with the monsters. Like, hopefully studios will fund him again. They need to. But it remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to get with the monsters. I don't know if we're going to get a hellbilly version of the monsters or if we're actually going to get, like, the actual monsters, you know? Yeah. Uh, he does seem to to be a big fan of... The, um, the original series, so 
it'd be very strange of him to go off and like make them hillbillies or something yeah we'll see this movie does prove that he can make a good movie without having hillbillies in it yeah yeah he can Rooting for for the resurgence this, of Rob Zombie. Yeah, that and then the first Halloween. Mm-hmm. Even though that had shades of it, but not. If he not had it his quite, way. Yeah. If he had it his way, it would be full hillbilly. But uh, he he did say the studio made him pretty much just copy John Carpenter's movie. Mm-hmm. The second half. I'm still upset that they never put out. It's supposed to be like an eight an eight hour documentary about the making of Halloween two. Apparently, all the issues behind the scenes, uh, Dimension Films did not want to release a bunch of arguing <laughs> on a special edition Blu-ray. Oh yeah, I guess it makes um, sense. Plus, the movie did not do very well in the box office, so I don't know why they would um, waste their time on putting out that. Extra yeah. Blu-ray of a movie that people don't like and didn't go see, but um, I do remember before the before the movie came out, he did say there was going to be like an eight-hour documentary on the making of Halloween Two. He did same thing with The Devil's Rejects and Halloween, mm-hmm. and then it just never just never came out. Everybody would have gotten exposed. That's why. Too <laughs> <laughs> much. Um. I think that's all I got about the Lords of Salem. Yeah. Um, do you have a um, recommendation? <laughs> do you? I do. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I'll, I'll let you think. Um, I'm going to recommend the movie uh, Till Death. Um, it just came out this year. Uh, it's directed by S.K. Dale. Um, it's uh, one of Megan Fox's return to uh, horror. Mm. Um, they just put it on Netflix yesterday, and I watched it uh, yesterday. Um, it says, after a romantic evening at their secluded lake house, woman wakes up handcuffed to her dead husband trapped and isolated in the dead of winter she must uh, she must fight off hired killers to escape her late spouse's twisted plan ooh it's uh it's pretty good and Megan Fox is uh very good in it as well love her it was actually the first horror movie I watched this month so the only two I watched this month. Oh, you're kicking are... off your um, 31 Days of Halloween. Yeah, I have the list on Letterboxd. Um, Till Death and The Lords of Salem were the only two I watched. And you know, it is October 2nd, so. I'm already one behind. <laughs> Normally, I would watch The Lords of Salem later in the month, but. Yeah. I, saved it. But, or, I didn't save it, but I had to watch it for this episode, so watched it early um do you have a recommendation 
I'm just going to recommend Wrong Turn from this year. Yes. Keeping it entertaining <laughs> of, um, or trying to at least keep it somewhat <laughs> on topic. I could just recommend it The Witch. <laughs> yeah. Or Suspiria. Yeah. Or any witch movies. The yeah, Wrong Turn, you know, they get lost in the woods and they stumble upon this group of people called the Foundation and they're a hidden community of mountain dwellers who use deadly means to protect their way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't go into it spe- expecting um, the, um, the wrong turn from 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I think it's better than most of those, if not all of them. Yeah, I've only seen people the original. would probably disagree, but I saw the original. I saw the the one in the snow. I like the one in the snow. And I think that's all I've seen. I think you saw the one we watched the one where they were in the police station. That does sound familiar. The I'm one where sure. the one where you could tell that they're just on a movie set. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't that one? I'm gonna spoil the ending, but doesn't that one end with the girl like getting abducted and taken back to the um, like the cannibals or whatever? Yeah, because she was blinded. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't like that movie just because of the ending, because they literally said they were gonna bring her back and rape her and torture her, and that's literally how the movie ended. Yeah. It's like you can't do that to the main character. <laughs> I didn't think she was supposed. To, I don't know which one was supposed to be the main character. Maybe the cop that died. I don't know, but you can't do that to a character. Yeah, the prequels are awful because you already know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's um, like they don't have the satisfying feeling because you know that everyone's gonna or you know that the cannibals live for the first three movies yeah that that's like doing a prequel like a movie that takes place between friday the 13th four and five because they're like that's why i hated (laughs) that's why i hated the one texas chainsaw movie where it was Uh, with the brothers um the beginning the one I can't remember. I don't. Only one I could think of because I don't think you've seen like any of the later ones. I'm not sure though. Is that the one where the two brothers were there? Yeah, the beginning. I just one's like one's like dodging the war or the the draft. Yeah. Yeah, it's the beginning. Yeah, I hate that movie. I like those two, like the beginning and the remake. I like the remake. I just hate the beginning because I already know that <laughs> those characters don't get the ending they deserve. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I do. Like, I wish they would have made a sequel to the remake instead of doing a prequel. But I do like them. Yeah. Both. Um. And I think that's all I have. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's your turn to pick a movie next week, and then 
the following week, we'll be doing an episode on Halloween Kills, which will be the, the first time, or like the, the closest we've done a movie. We've talked about a movie to its release date, because I think yeah. it'll be like two days after its release date. So We usually wait like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I think we did. We we did the Suicide Squad the day it was coming off of HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Do you have a movie picked for next week? I actually had four <laughs> in mind, but Ooh. I'm gonna go with Malignant. Okay. Because I have not seen it yet, and so on HBO Max for nine days. So basically the same thing that happened at Suicide Squad's going to happen with this. I was about to say, we're doing the same thing we just talked about. We're, we're talking about, about a movie the day it comes off of HBO Max. But at least I think Halloween Kills will be on Peacock and in theaters. Yeah. Well, but like it will be in theaters still. Because I think it comes off HBO Max on the 10th. <laughs> and that'll, be the, the, that'll be the day the episode comes out. So. Yeah, the same thing. That's always my picks that do that too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll do we'll do Malignant next week, then Halloween Kills. Um, we do have a Friday the Thirteenth ranking coming, mm-hmm. and we're gonna try to get Meatball in an episode to pick a horror movie. See, my other picks were The Witch, Hereditary, and Scary Stories. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna rewatch The Witch this month anyway too. So. Yeah. I'll probably watch Hereditary. Well, I will watch Scary Stories because the first, like, the first piece of that movie takes place on Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we have at least uh, three or four, I think, I think at least three episodes left because I think it's the way the, the days fall. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. We have... We have five... So, uh, Sundays left, including this episode. So we'll have four more episodes coming this month. Um, we'll probably um, take a um, a week off at the beginning of uh, November. I think it would be a good since we're going to do five episodes this month. Yeah, that'll be a good uh, a good rest, and then we'll come back on November fourteenth. That's the plan off the top of my head. I don't know if that's we'll going to work out. We'll but... do Last Night in Soho. Well, that'll be a good one, too. The bad thing is that's don't not coming me on that. streaming. <laughs> no. What'd you say? Don't quote me on that. <laughs> the bad thing is that's not going to come to streaming. So, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of movies that I didn't know were coming on HBO Max that did pop up on there. Because they, they announced their lineup. And then they were squeezing a bunch of other movies in randomly. Oh yeah, we got Dune coming up too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. That Hopefully, is... I understand it. <laughs> Me too. I've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be able to decipher it. I, I know the gist. I know the gist of Dune. But like. Like Dune is just so notorious for just throwing out words and expecting you to learn what they mean in oh. the next in the next chapter or something. Like they'll mention like a gum, a gum jabbar, and then it'll be like 
it'll be like what's that <laughs> and then in like three it's chapters <laughs> three in three chapters they'll explain what a gum jabbar is or like a, a benny jesuit yeah i'm scared but i like a lot of the actors in the movie it does seem more mainstream so i feel like they probably might uh, not do that as much they, they, they might they might dumb it down for people like me who <laughs> who are just like casual dune fans and people like you who are like just learning what dune is yeah it almost but, reminds me of harry potter because i don't know their terms um in, in that sense, yeah. Like, Harry Potter terms, yeah. I don't know if but, they explain it in their movies and stuff. But yeah, there they are, do. There are movies and stuff, or shows, where they'll say stuff, and they just expect you to know what it means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, G but Game of like, Thrones... I have no idea. Or, I'm sorry. Dune was more explained like Game of Thrones in space, which... Mm -hmm. I only watched the first season of Game of Thrones and, like, Kind of like I kind of agree with that, but yeah. yeah, I think that's all I got for this episode. Same, um, go check out the Lords of Salem, uh, pr preferably on Prime and not on Tubi because you'll get interrupted in the middle of the climax. <laughs> yeah, um, watch it on Prime, that's what I did, and I was not interrupted, I was just forced to deal with everything. <laughs> maybe I'll listen. Maybe I'll listen to the audiobook this month or something too. Yeah. Um, and give an update and overview in a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Remember, um, I was supposed to update myself or update on Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then you. And I did not watch any of the movies. Still. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, follow us on all of the social medias at Attempted Topics. Um, through there, you'll find our personal uh, social media pages. Um, we're both on Letterboxd as well. I need to start using mine more again. Um, you can find my Letterboxd through my social medias as well. Um, I, think, I think that's all I got. Same here. Um, I think we'll have the Lords play us out instead of Big Time Rush. <laughs> <laughs> seems, yeah. seems more fitting. Yeah. CD is on. <laughs>